what's Jacinda having for dinner? Episode 1, Jacinda Ardern. My name is Damien Lynch, and this is a podcast about the power of empathy to bring about inclusion. We will be uh, talking about and sharing examples of leaders who show empathy and a brilliant success as a result. And we're also going to be talking about food, which, like empathy, is a, a globally uniting force. First of all, as I said, my name is Damien. I am a professional actor. I've been an actor for over 15 years. Um, I've worked across mediums of theatre, TV and radio. Um, and I also work in the uh, diversity and inclusion area. Uh, so that brings me on to um, my friend and colleague, Charlotte Butler, who um, is, uh, is doing this podcast with me. Thanks, Damien. My name is Charlotte Butler and I'm founder of Altogether Different. We are a specialist consultancy helping other businesses become more inclusive by building empathy around the challenges of exclusion. I have the great privilege of working with Damien, who, as a professional actor, is someone who is trained in the art of putting himself in other people's shoes. So often our workshop sessions will be helping people see different perspectives, see the challenges of inclusion, maybe where they haven't seen them before. After each session, we, we tend to have a debrief. Uh, often that's in a pub and always it's with a packet of crisps between us. We talk about our empathy heroes. We talked about what we've learned from the session. We haven't been able to do that recently because of lockdown. So we thought, what better way of doing that, of recreating that magic than doing a little podcast? So um, each of these episodes that we're doing will feature someone that we um, admire who, um, in our opinions, has demonstrated empathy in their leadership. Uh, we're going to talk about what makes them do the things they do and what's made them successful in terms of their upbringing um, and their experiences and how we can learn from them. Um, we're also going to be looking at uh, delving into their favourite foods because, you know, everyone's human um, and it's always useful to know what people have got in their shopping basket. Um, so without further ado, we will start with uh, our dear Jacinda Arden. Um, Charlotte. Thanks. Yes. Yes. Jacinda. She, I've been doing obviously my research on Jacinda. I mean, we've long admired her, haven't we? We often yeah. talk, uh, even when she starts an office, she brings a kind of a, an empathy to her leadership, which makes her uh, very powerful. Um, she is the 40th Prime Minister of New Zealand and the youngest ever um, Prime Minister, not only of New Zealand, but the youngest ever world leader who joined her position at the age of 37 in 2017. She was born in Hamilton, New Zealand, mm -hmm. but has lived in London, uh, where she worked at the Cabinet Office. And I think she spent some time in, in New York City, where I think she also volunteered in soup kitchens. So, wow. you know, that experience has really um, both kind of living in big cities uh, and also putting herself in positions where she's helping others, I think maybe you'll start to see that in the way that she does address kind of these societal challenges that she's been seeing, not just with obviously the pandemic that's been happening over the last six months, but previously, you know, the, the terror attacks on the mosque in Christ. She has this way of, of, of putting her emotions to the forefront of being authentic, of, of, of building empathy, which I not only... 
not only is she the youngest ever world leader, but she's only the second woman to, to give birth whilst in office, the first being Benazir Bhutto, which is amazing. I think this was in her, I think, second year as prime minister. Right. And, you know, she she took uh, her baby daughter, Neve to UN meetings with her partner. And and also she really faced down a lot of criticism about her. Um, she faced down a lot of criticism about her seriousness for her, her role as prime minister. Yeah. You know, just, I think, which is something that obviously men when they become fathers don't, don't necessarily experience. So she, I think she's been very good at building empathy with, with mothers, with parents generally about the balance of, of having children and, and having a career as well. So for many reasons, I think she's very in touch with what's going on in people's lives at the moment. Um, and I know that you've been observing her and, and from an empathy standpoint, you've, you've had some, some thoughts about how, how she does that or what she's doing. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's interesting you talking about the, um, some of the criticism that she's faced. I think she's also faced criticism for her, her belief um, and uh, that being uh, open and honest and compassionate is a, um, a quality in a leader to be admired and to be sought after. And I think she's, you know, she's she's been criticised by some corners of saying that, but actually, that's you know, that's why she's what she's doing is fantastic mm. because she's actually, I think it was at the World Economic Forum. I think she she's quoted as saying that she refuses to believe that you can't be compassionate and strong. Um, yeah. So she's a firm advocate of saying actually, what we need in leaders now are people that are honest, compassionate, strong, and vulnerable. So that people mm. aren't afraid to to be themselves and and to show who they truly are, and I think what what's very unique about her um, from you know not every other politician but but some politicians is that she's willing to to say here I am, this is what I do, you know here's me at home, here's me um, mm. wearing my favourite jumper when I'm addressing yeah or whatever, and I think what that does is that it makes her um, very credible and very likable. Um, which I think is really important. Um, yeah, I think as well, what I admire about Jacinda is the fact that, you know, she talks about her upbringing and how when she was, you know, even very young, she was questioning inequality. But also she talks about how, um, as you mentioned, you know, she works and lived in different places and how yeah. kind of diversity of experience informed mm. and has informed the way she treats people and the way she views things. Mm. You know, yeah. again, that thing of being able to put yourself in other people's shoes. Not only does she, she recognises that other people will have different experiences and different opinions, but rather than chastise that or disagree, it, it's about, mm. uh, well, I recognise that you're coming from a slightly different place. I respect that. Talk to me about it and let's see how we can work together. Um, and I think that yeah. approach in well, just in being a human being, let alone in being a leader mm. of a nation is, is fantastic. So a lot of the stuff she's doing is not only about, you know, climate and climate change, but also making sure that um, people are able to uh, live properly, you know, to, to, uh, mm. to do as much as possible to eradicate poverty. I believe she's kind of increased yep. wage. So her success, and there's a two minute video of her on YouTube or I think somewhere on Twitter, which shows her reading off all the things that she's achieved in uh the time that she's been in office and it's fantastic so it so it goes to show that you actually you can be empathetic and you 
can be mm. vulnerable and honest and open. And that isn't in any way a disadvantage. In fact, it's an advantage. It's what you, yeah. what as a politician, as a leader, you should be doing. Um, mm. And she, I think she also engages with uh, a lot with um, people on social media, isn't she, in terms of... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was going to say, you know, when we are running workshops, you and me, and when we have sections of workshops that are about authenticity and about helping the people that we're working with who are often leaders in businesses and organizations to be authentic to be themselves I think we often do find that quite challenging because people are so used to understanding that there's like a corporate way or like you have to act a certain way at work whereas she really Jacinda really shows that just being herself being open being honest talking about mental health talking about why it's so necessary to have better mental health services uh, has made her a brilliant leader. And we often talk about the link between authenticity and mental health in our workshops. And, and you do see those leaders who do start opening up and talking about themselves honestly and talking about their vulnerability mm. suddenly make a step change, don't they? Yeah. Um, there was one in particular, there was one bit which I really enjoyed watching when she was on. Um, it was again, it's on YouTube. We'll put on, on the website for, for the podcast. But there was one where she was being interviewed uh, on a on a news section, and there was an earthquake. You could visibly see the set. Yeah. She was being interviewed on like shaking, and the interviewer said, "You know, Jacinda, are you okay, Prime Minister? Are you okay?" And she and she just said, "Look, uh, I, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm under a beam. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm safe." But the, the the thing is, so she carried on. But the thing that makes a difference is that she, before continuing, said, "Are you okay?" Yeah. Like she asked the interviewer, "Are you okay?" Like that ability to go, yes, I'm all right, but but how are you in this conversation? That empathy part um, is just fantastic, and that that is the difference, I think, really uh, in her approach. Absolutely, yeah, I like. Yeah, exactly. No, she's awesome. So so yeah, you know, moving on to the uh, the food element of of this uh, conversation, Damien. So you've been doing a little bit of research. What so what's make what's she eating that is making her what is this Wonder Woman? You know, what is in her basket at the supermarket well um jacinda is a fan of cheese uh and a fan of carbs yeah um yes been a number of uh number of interviews that i have seen with her talking about her love of all things cheese um yeah you know carbs including you know the wonderful potato uh bread bread, (laughs) all all of those thoughts but that is so there are two there are two really um uh quite interesting things i think that i found from her so one there is an interview um, with, uh, I think, who is asking her and her partner about um, what they, you know, what they do of an evening. What they even so they both say, well, you know, we're, we're both really busy people. So what normally happens, rather than them, um, you know, going out to some fancy restaurant as they come home, and uh, either Jacinda or her partner kind of goes to the fridge and it's like, right, what have we got in the fridge? And Jacinda's like, well. I've got some cheese. I've got some pizza breads. I've got half an onion. What can I make? <laughs> Which is just <laughs> what, what I love about that is the fact that we've all done that, and we all do that actually. Like you know, you come home tired, um, you can't really be bothered to go to the supermarket. So you think, what what wonderful thing can I um, can I make with the five ingredients that I have in my fridge? Um, and then also we like thrift we, everyone likes thrift exactly. don't they you know that's important yeah <laughs> and then also uh, there's a, a wonderful uh, clip I saw of um, Jacinda ordering um, some Indian food from a, a restaurant that's quite near to the um, to Premier House 
and them not believing it was just Cinder, so them thinking that it was a what. There's <laughs> <laughs> an interview with the, with the restaurant owner going, I mean, you know, I didn't think, why would the Prime Minister of New Zealand be, be ringing up to order, <laughs> to order a, you know, Pelec Veneer or whatever it's called? <laughs> and, then, and then later you see her actually, you know, laughing about it and then going into the restaurant. And, again, fantastic. So two things there. One, Jacinda loves Indian food and it's great that that um that <laughs> that she just it's very cool just ring for a takeaway. And of course, why shouldn't it be? She's a human being, but but you know, it shows that she's like us. And then secondly, it's another example of of the uh of the cheese love, really. She, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's you gotta love, love a paneer, quite frankly. So um Oh, yeah, you so yeah. have. Um I also saw something where she had made cake for her daughter's mm-hmm. birthday in the shape of a piano. Yeah. And what I loved about it, I mean, it was pretty amazing, frankly, um, and a lot better than um, many of us could do for our, our children's birthdays. But but it wasn't perfect. And she had her face like next to the cake yeah. on Instagram or something. I just, yeah, again, that social media usage, it was very relatable. It was excellent. Um, but yeah, I mean, frankly, anyone who likes cheese is, is good in my book. Um, during lockdown, my partner and I, we realised we'd... Um, Obviously run out of most foods yeah. and, you know, it's difficult. We're in London uh, to get. But the one thing that really worried her, she she's a big cheese fan. And I was at one point, I think, looking on the Internet for a block of cheddar that was going to cost 20 quid or something like that. So uh, but it was her birthday. So that's happy birthday to happy her. Birthday. That she got that. Aren't I nice? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you, know, you love cheese as well. I, I do love cheese. Um, I, <laughs> I have a very distinct memory of when I was younger. Um, my um, dad is a, is is a really good cook, and I think my mum was working uh, uh, one evening. Um, she was a nurse before she retired, so my dad would make macaroni cheese on like a Friday night. So I, I have this memory of the macaroni cheese and us eating it together, yeah. sitting in front of the TV watching I don't know Family Fortunes or something like that. That belies my age, um, but I guess <laughs> that kind of real that. Um, Com- real comfort memory that you have with food and how it evokes those memories of being secure being comfortable be feeling warm or whatever it's yeah it's yeah so uh, yeah mac and cheese is definitely uh definitely up there for me <laughs> i love that and in fact that reminds me because when we do the workshop sometimes when we partner with my grateful kitchen yeah. who are a refugee um cookery um, organization they ask don't they they ask the group um, what's your favourite food or what, what means home to yes. you? Which I think is such a powerful question yeah. because that is about inclusion. And and what is always wonderful is that no matter who's in the room, there's always difference. And But everyone, their eyes light up uh, and you can tell that that really means something to them. And everyone's got one. Everyone in the world will have Absolutely. one. Something that feels like home. So before we round off, um, we'd like to leave you with uh, some some evocative thoughts of our own so Damien and his what he calls his his actor voice you're in for a treat now is going to be reading out um a wonderful poem or a piece of prose on each of the podcasts to to help us cast our minds somewhere else so over to you Damien thanks Charlotte yeah so um as we are uh, talking about Jacinda um thought we'd go for a um a New Zealand uh, Kiwi vibe so this poem is by uh, the first Maori poet to be published in English um, 
Orne Tavare, and it's called Friend. Do you remember that wild stretch of land with the lone tree guarding the point from the sharp-tongued sea? The fort we built out of branches wrenched from the tree is deadwood now. The air that was thick with the whir of toto spears succumbs at last to the grey gull's wheel. Oyster-studded roots of the mangrove yield no finer feast of silver-bellied eels and sea snails cooked in a rusty can. Allow me to mend the broken ends of shared days. But I wanted to say that the tree we climbed that gave food and drink to youthful dreams is no more. Pursed to the lips, her vine-edged leaves made whistle, now stamp no silken tracery on the cracked clay floor. Friend, in this drear, dreamless time, I clasp your hand, if only for reassurance, that all our jeweled fantasies were real and wore splendid rags. Perhaps the tree will strike fresh roots again, give soothing shade to a hurt and troubled world. That was Friend, um, a really uh, evocative and, yeah, metaphoric poem, I thought, really. I love the way that finishes up soothing shade to a hurt and troubled world. I mean, those words at the moment um, couldn't be better solace, could they really? Absolutely. Um, so thank you. Thank you, Damien. That was beautiful. And thank you for listening to Damien and I, Damien in Amsterdam, myself in London. And all recordings were done at home, so which is why you might have heard some noise in the background. But we hope you'll tune in again and listen to us discuss another one of our empathy heroes. In the meantime, stay safe, stay well and stay empathetic. Thank you.